2: favorite mixed martial arts podcast recording out of los angeles california it's mma roasted with adam
0: hunter who
1: the fuck is that guy hey welcome to mma roasted podcast me adam hunter i'm here with the legend don fry waiting for sean mccorkle to show up How are you, man? All right, we're already up to a great start. Don, where is your Wi-Fi?
0: I don't know. I don't know. know.
1: Last time you were in the garage and you got pretty good Wi-Fi in the garage. Is there any possible
0: way you can go to the garage? Hello? Why am I doing
1: this? This is just, I was so excited for the show. We have so much to talk about between the Will Smith, the Colby Covington, the fights, McGregor, Chael Sonnen, uh, Mosfedal, Albie Shore, one. I had the the fights last week, the Curtis Blades, uh, all this shit to talk about. But I can't hear you.
0: You can't hear me.
1: Yeah, right. Uh, is that that's a little better? How are you, man? How was your weekend?
0: Uh, it was uneventful, you know. Really uneventful. I did not watch. Uh you didn't watch the fight.
1: Did you watch the Oscars with uh, Will Smith? I don't
0: know. I don't know, about here. that's the best best punch of the week, right?
1: Well, yeah. So basically, I'll explain what happened. So. Chris Rock was hosting the Oscars and he, and he made a simple joke about, you know, Javier Vardim and Penelope Cruz, you know, basically you, you don't want your husband to like, you better make sure that the husband's not that, 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 that if uh, she loses, he doesn't want to win because yeah, the husband can't win without, you know, you know, that kind of a joke. Right. He goes, he, he better hope Will right. Smith wins. Right. Because Will Smith was was also nominated. And then Jada Smith was next to it. And he said something about, oh, Jada's Jada's here. Um, Hey, don't worry. You know, G.I. Jane 2 is coming up, I guess, because she has short hair. And G.I. Jane. She
0: she was bald from what they said. She's bald because she got some kind of. uh, Alopecia.
1: Right, right, right. But I don't know if Chris Rock knew that. I'm not even sure he wrote the joke. Uh, you know, because they have like 10 writers, whatever. So Will Smith gets up and approaches Chris Rock. And everyone's laughing like, oh, he's just going to, you know, intimidate him or say something funny. He just smacks him in the fucking face. I mean, just smacks yeah. him. And Chris Rock, Chris Rock, to his credit, was like, he stood there and he's like, man, Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Uh, like that's, this is the greatest Oscars ever. Like he took it, he took it. Well,
0: yeah. Will Smith right.
1: sat back down he goes, get my wife's fucking name out of your mouth. Keep my wife's name out of your mouth. I mean, here are my thoughts on this. It's a fucking joke. It wasn't a great joke. Right. I don't think he meant it as the alopecia joke. I think he meant it as a short hair joke. Even if he did make it as alopecia joke, Okay, it's still a fucking joke. It was meant to, to induce laughter. Uh approach him afterwards. Like, hey man, I didn't really appreciate that joke that was kind of uncalled for. Find out who wrote the joke. Getting up, yeah, attacking a guy half your size who's a comedian. And people are defending this, saying, Oh, well, you know, talk shit, get hit. It's a
0: fucking comedy show.
1: Like,
0: what are, has the whole world no, on? talking stop talking shit? He's not talking shit like these bastards do on the fucking internet, you know. Who you don't know about, you know. They talk shit. He was just making a joke.
1: Yeah, I, he's yeah. A I mean,
0: That's his job.
1: To, to me, Will Smith looks like a huge pussy. Um, yeah. I know, and I, I've been hearing for years. Like, I, I knew a girl who allegedly—I have to say allegedly—used to go to these like swinger parties. I think I told you this, right? Uh, McCorkle, and she would watch like these. Well, that Jada and Will—they were since some freaky shit, like banging guys, both banging guys, getting banged in front of each other. Like they were into some weird, uh, freaky, you know, lifestyle. Right.
0: I hear, yeah, I hear he's he's bisexual. And they swap partners, and, you know. I mean, you can eat my, you can eat her pussy, but don't make a joke about her, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing, Adam, you guys can hear me, right? Yeah. I think it's important, yep. man, to, like all joking aside on that situation, like if, uh, if every time a guy who's gay pretends to like it has a, a woman, he pretends like he's banging so he'll seem straight. If every time somebody insults him, he can just go and punch him in the face. I mean, Bruce Buffer will spend the rest of his life in prison. So, <laughs> thank, I don't know.
1: thank you, Sean. Uh, look, look I, <laughs> I made a billion jokes of like, you know, he left him for Pete Davidson. Uh, you know, like he had the hit of the Oscars. There was there was so many jokes to be made. You know, Dylan Dennis fell down. It was just one after another. <laughs> Like he pressed charges and then I am now getting I'm getting an echo. Is that is that on the don or you, Sean?
2: It's not on me. It's on me.
1: Oh, I'm getting an echo. I just don't understand. I mean, this whole now all of a sudden we're allowed to go out and punch comedians and kick, fuck that,
2: dude. First of all, you know not, what's funny, people think that it's I see people saying it was fake or staged. Like that didn't look staged at all to me. I think I think Chris Rock thought he was going to pretend punching. So he like, you know, moved back. And that's why maybe it looked a little fake. But Chris Rock, I mean, either that or they're the best two actors in the world, um, you know, or whatever, because it's uh, I don't know. Will Smith has been pretending, like I said, for years to be straight. So he's a hell of an actor. But um, I don't think uh, I don't think it would be that awkward if it was staged. Like it I mean, was his awkward.
1: wife basically told him in front of the whole world that him and this rapper had an entanglement that she was banging some guy and he stood there like sad but then when this guy makes a joke about her having short hair uh i don't think it was the alopecia joke but even if it was you you don't go up and just smack someone in the face that that's ridiculous and they just sat down and no one told them to leave not one person said hey man you have to leave like it's uncalled for i don't care if you want like how does nobody tell that guy you have to get out of here
0: Uh, i hope chris rock sues the academy you know and for security lack of security i hope he sues him for a hundred million dollars you know
1: it's crazy i mean it was complete bullying he's three times the size of him
2: uh the sad part was that chris rock's joke wasn't even funny (laughs) like that's what really hurt me most is like that wasn't even a good joke so (laughs) yeah i
1: heard brandon schaub wrote it for him um i mean it would be that'd be one thing that like he did that to Joe Rogan. Like, if Rogan was up there and he tried fucking smacking him, or if he did that to, uh, I don't know, who's a, who's a comic that could fight uh, or, or a host that could fight. If not Brendan like,
2: Chubb.
1: <laughs> Brendan Chubb could fight. Come on. No, I mean, he's if not a was, comic, though. Uh, but if there was a guy that would – but he did that to fucking Chris Rock. Like, come on. Chris Rock? Chris Rock's 115 pounds. Yeah, try that with Don Fry. See what happens. Don, I mean, we'll still
2: probably blame it on white people and racism, too. Like, he'll be like, the only reason it happened was racism, because he cries about it nonstop. Don, what would you right. have done Don, What would you have
1: done if Will Smith approached you and then backhanded you?
0: I'd, I'd fucking uh, I'd show his hand up his ass. <laughs> oh.
2: Don't threaten him with a good time, Don. I mean, I mean, I mean, I
1: mean, Don, <laughs> would you would you double leg him? Would you uh, would you punch him back? What would you do?
0: Yeah, you're damn embarrassed. You're damn right. It's crazy. What the hell? I mean, that's the thing. He picked somebody who's two feet smaller than him, you know, to defend his lace honor. You know, what little honor she has. And um you know, so why does he why does he pick on a real guy, real man?
1: Yeah, yeah no, I, I I lost all respect for Will Smith. Um and I you know I didn't hear
2: it was nothing a double they couldn't figure out. Seriously. You may not get that joke, but that's a great joke. <laughs> that's a, that's an inside joke with the homeless cats.
1: Um, yeah, it's crazy. It was crazy. Now, uh, now, also uh, a lot of fights that are going on outside the octagon. So, I don't know if you heard this, Don. So, Colby Covington was at a restaurant. I guess he was there with one of the Nelk boys. They are uh, they have a very popular podcast. And then, and the guy was live tweeting what restaurant he was at. So Masvidal shows up. With four guys, maybe five guys, wearing masks and hoodies, and allegedly punched Kobe twice in the face, knocking out one of his veneers. They did knock out his tooth, I think it was a fake tooth he had. Um, And then posted about it right afterwards. Hey, uh, this is the Show Your Face Challenge, Kobe Covington. Show your face, right? Look at my face. Look at yours, right? Kobe, the, the cops were called. Kobe did press charges. Uh, he had to go to jail. He got bailed out, fifteen thousand dollars. People are calling Kobe coming to the bitch. Look, I am with Kobe on this one. They had 25, yeah. they had twenty five minutes to fight.
0: Kobe won yeah, every you single had 25 minutes. You Yeah, twenty five minutes, and you couldn't pull it off. So you're waiting a your cheap shot, dude. You know that's just chicken shit all the way around. And
2: the thing I is, do think uh, I heard that the police now have a new lead on who actually attacked Jesse Smollett, though, um, like <laughs> I heard they're under investigation for that because there's a Trump supporter sucker punching a, you know, guy. So.
1: Right. I mean, well, I mean, the, the thing is, is that if Colby doesn't press charges, muscle is going to keep doing that muscle is going to keep right. showing up everywhere he fucking shows up with five guys and punching Colby in the head. And, or anybody
2: else right. that he makes mad. If Colby doesn't press charges, anyone else he pisses off will know he can just then come up free shot him, you know?
1: So he kind of has to do that. The thing about Colby is, look, Colby is a great fighter, oh, wow. but he's an athlete first. He was a two-time All-American wrestler, Oregon. He's a, he's a tough guy and he's a great athlete. Jorge Masvidal, I believe, is a fighter first. He, he grew up fighting in, uh, you know, the streets in Kimbo Slices' backyard. It's it's not, I don't think Kobe's going around wanting to fight people on the streets. I'm sure he's gotten into plenty of scraps in his life, but he doesn't go out looking for fights. Not that Masvidal does, but it's just different. And I, I don't understand uh, what Masvidal was thinking, nor like, does he care? Because I mean, now I think the UFC might cut him. He might lose sponsors. He,
0: he was thinking, like, yeah, this Coke is good.
1: Just go punch somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I mean the UFC does not love. In the last month, the UFC has had Cain Velasquez shoot somebody, right? The wrong person. I mean,
0: he, but, he, he, was, justified. he was justified.
1: Justified, Fight. Justified, but it's not great press for the UFC because all you see is UFC fighter shoot somebody, right? Then you had John Jones, uh, who was their champ, you know, getting arrested. Headbutting police cars uh, and crying. Then you have Chail son and beating up six people at a hotel room. Uh, one of them was a female. Um, I, I, I heard Chael's version of it. it it's, it's, the whole thing sounds insane. Uh, I hope he doesn't get in trouble. I, 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 I love Chail, but that's also. Hey,
0: hey, hey, why? What uh, difference does it make as a female involved? Why don't she sure, she should get the fuck out of the way, back off? Too with that that homo uh, swimmer it proves there's no difference between uh, male and female especially when um, uh, this Jackson Broad can't uh, give a definition of woman or female and also there's no difference in it. All
1: right, that is the Don Fry opinion on the podcast. Uh, That is the Don Fry opinion. But the point is is that uh, not not a good look. Then then Conor McGregor also got his car taken away. For dangerous driving, I don't even know what that even means in Ireland. Uh, so now you got, and now you have Colby Covington punching people at, at restaurants. This has not been a good month, Pierre. No, not Colby.
0: Not Colby.
1: I mean, not Colby. I mean, you got Masvidal <laughs> punching Colby. Right. Not a good look for the UFC.
2: Uh, I heard that was Connor's car head butted John Jones first, though, so that's why they <laughs> took
0: way. So I don't know. Uh, do you, I mean, hey, we still compared to the compared to the NBA and the uh NFL we still got a long way to go man okay shit
1: now don was it as bad back in your day but there was just no internet
0: i don't i don't think so i think uh... How would I know? There's no internet. What, 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 <laughs> what, the, what the hell's going on?
1: But I mean, you were there. Were you there when Tito uh, got allegedly knocked out by um, the guy who went to jail for the bank heist? What's his name? The, the greatest bank heist it, ever. Lee Murray. Lee Murray.
0: No, I didn't see that. Was not there. That was over in England, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back in I, Don's I, day, when he got in a street fight, man, the telegraphs went crazy. <laughs>
0: We didn't
2: have streets. <laughs> uh, Don, did you did you know Lee Murray? No, never. Met him.
1: Uh, oh, okay, gotcha. I mean, it's just it's just been a crazy month now. Uh, now Jason out.
2: Reinhardt swears he's a great guy. Never met him, but um, oh. he said he was. Uh,
1: in case you were wondering, Albie Shore won his boxing match in Celebrity Boxing, uh,
2: right. and then
1: called out P Diddy for fifty million dollars. Okay uh hmm. he wants to fight p diddy i don't know who i
2: wonder which one of those two will be expected to put the money up <laughs> between p diddy and i'll be sure i wonder who's going to be expected to, to foot the bill on that fight
1: <sighs> meanwhile i did a show on a cruise ship last week right and uh you know i gotta do I, the worst is i, I gotta do, i had to do three hours of material right because i had to do two different 30 minute clean shows and then four different thirty-minute dirty shows because the same crowd keeps coming back. So the clean shows, I do a joke. You know, my 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 clean jokes aren't the best, but um, I go, yeah. My wife said I was living in the past, so I unfriended <laughs> her on MySpace. Right, that was the quick joke. So some lady goes, ha ha. Right, I look over, she's in a wheelchair. Right, I'm like, great. Now I'm being heckled by someone in a wheelchair. So then I go, um, so I go, hey, I'm in- So then I I said, I'm in therapy. She goes, me too. And I'm like, why? She goes, because I'm in a freaking wheelchair. What do you think, right? So everyone's like laughing, right? And I was like, look, you obviously have this great sense of humor. I'm sure one day you're going to make a guy very happy or at least, you know, run him over. Uh, I once ghosted a girl in a wheelchair and I fell back because I stood her up, right? So she's going crazy. Now she's my biggest fan. She's coming to every one of my shows. But now she wants to be part of the show she's like i can stand up to myself and she's just doing wheelchair jokes <laughs> and this it's hard to beat like I, I don't want this to be a rose battle to me so i had to tell her brother like hey listen i, I love having her at the show but could you just tell her not to heckle because like you know like we had our moment but i just don't want this to be me picking on a girl in a wheelchair for forty. because it's, it's just it's enough you know um so, yeah, that's...
2: uh. It's awesome are- to hear you describe breaking up with a girl in a wheelchair comedically. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, just tell you, it's not her, it's me. Like, I really just am not comfortable with this. And uh, I don't know. Uh,
1: Kurt, now, by <laughs> the way... I have, I have to walk
0: away from this argument. <laughs> oh, Somebody God. has to.
1: Uh, Curtis Blades, you watch that fight? Oh. A- anybody?
2: Uh, I quit watching after the sixth bet in a row I lost because of bad decisions by the judges. Like, uh, I literally, dude, those judges were out of their minds the other night.
1: So, Don, uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, Curtis Blades, he beat Chris Dacus, and Chris Dacus is is a police officer and a tough guy. Like, I feel like he should have been in the earlier UFCs because it seems like he has one way to fight and that's just to throw as many punches as you, as he can. And then hopefully he knocks you out. But if you can take his punch and you punch harder, you're going to beat him like the black beast and Curtis blades. I don't even understand this guy because he was, a, I I think a three time division two all American wrestler, but he stands there and trades punches with a guy for the first round. No, and I'm like, this is the only way you're going to lose this fight, but he had to prove he could take a punch. His corner must have told him, knock it the fuck off after the first round. Second round, he just, he just took him down and submitted him three seconds. Have you ever had a fight like that, Don or Sean, where your corner was like, what are you doing?
2: That was most of my fights. <laughs> like, I the three rounds, be like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'd be like, I don't know. I'm tired. Really? Yeah. Like, I know I if I went to the second round, I wasn't doing well usually. So, uh, Don, did your corner ever tell you what,
1: what, what? Follow the game plan. What are you doing?
0: Yeah, well, after I when I fought Tank, you know, and like after the, they said, "What the fuck? We told you not to go toe and toe with
1: Yeah, Tank Abbott. Yeah, I mean, of course, because that's the only way he would win that fight. I mean, you have the advantage yeah. everywhere. I even think you have the power advantage. But still, if he, I mean, t- Tank ha- Who do you think punches harder, you or Tank Abbott?
0: Uh, I would think me. You know, it just depends. Uh, you, you know, he he would always sit. I would, you know, because for some reason I thought I, I had movement, you know. And so I tried to use my movement rather than just, he would just come out and squat, sit down, and wait for you to come up to him, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was one of my favorite fighters, though. Tank Abbott was like. One of the first characters, of yeah, he was one right. of the first guys that you would like, man, I like. He was the guy that you saw at the bar, that were like, oh, that guy's a tough guy, and then you'd actually see him knock out professional fighters. You're like, holy shit! But then people figured him out. They figured out this dude, which is crazy because he actually had good wrestling. He wrestled in college. He was he wasn't a bad wrestler. He was a, I think a Division One wrestler. Right. Um, Probably a bad student. He, he never wrestled. He never, he never would use his wrestling in his fights. Though He would always go toe to toe. He, he never actually would wrestle. Well, it worked for
0: him. Oh, it did worked it work for him until I mean, somebody it, took him down, you
1: know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, also, the best fight that I've seen in a long time was uh, Brian Barbarana, Matt Brown. Those guys are the two of the toughest guys I've ever seen. And I, I knew it was going to happen. I knew that was going to be a great fight. I still think it could have been a draw. Um, I don't even know if I think Barrett won that fight.
2: It was so close. Sean, who do you think won that fight? I thought Matt Brown easily two rounds to one, if not three rounds to zero. I don't know. I mean, he got rocked the one time, but unless we're doing boxing where you get 10, eight rounds on just being rocked once, I mean, he he was landing the – I mean, he looked tired, but he was winning the fight, you know? Like, he, he really was landing cleaner shots and was the, the aggressor the entire time, like backing down the entire time, so – what about the fight where the one guy kept trying to point to the center of the ring and then would just run away? I don't remember which fight that was, <laughs> but he kept like telling the guy, like, come on right here. And the guy would walk forward and then he would just run to the other side of the cage and point here. It was like, that was a great strategy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. I'll tell you what, Kai Kara France, you know, in the beginning, I didn't think he was that good. I thought he was, I thought he was decent. Then when he beat Cody Nolove, um, he's out a new confidence. He's, uh, because he beat that guy, Oscar, Oscar Olive, who was, I think undefeated. he's like 14-0 and one. And it just goes to show you, man, you beat that one guy who everyone thinks you're gonna lose to, and you're a different fighter. You're and and so good for Kai, Kai France. I was super happy, I'll tell you, for Sarah McMahon, because Sarah McMahon is one of the nicest people, coolest chicks, uh, nice husband, just, just a good person. She actually one time hit me up and said, Hey. Are you in LA? And I was like, No, I'm in Wichita. She's like, Oh, I was wondering if I could stay at your place tonight with my with my with my husband and my kid because we're here for the nationals. And I called my wife, and she actually went out. My wife and bought like an air mattress for them. And they, she said, that it was like so much fun, like hanging out with them, like just mm-hmm. wonderful people. But she's one of those people that would always be winning a fight and then just get caught. Like she would win she'd be winning the round and get caught in some submission always for some odd reason. And it finally didn't happen to her. Uh, and she's hot. I think, you know, also I, for a while, I thought she was too nice. Like she would be on top of people doing ground and pound, but she wasn't trying to really hurt the person. She was just trying to throw as many punches as she could. So the ref would stop it. And then the ref wouldn't stop it, uh, because she wasn't really hurting the person. Uh, because I think she didn't really want to hurt the person, she just wanted the ref to stop the fight. It was, a, it was a crazy strategy. What's up, people? Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, bet online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Now, head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code CLNS50 to get started. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage. In, uh, it's the best in the business. Okay, from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. But online, where the game starts. Uh,
2: did you ever see anyone do that, Sean? Yeah, I know. Any time I was trying not to hurt someone, I would punch him as many times as I could, as fast as I could. Um, not really, <laughs> but um, yeah, no. I, I may I tell you, I think I told you this before, but I knew I needed to get out of fighting. Like when I started losing, but um, also like uh, when I did, when I found myself against lesser competition and I was trying to submit them instead of knocking their teeth out like I'd get I'd get say mounted on him and then still work for an Americana or Kimura or something instead of just elbowing him in the face because I was like well this guy probably has to work Monday you know or whatever like I'd start feeling bad for the guys that weren't at the higher level like that but I found out if you do that too much eventually somebody will knock your ass out like you know what I mean like he's not he's not taking it easy on you you know when you're uh when you're taking it easy on them but I heard Fedor say the same thing one time he uh I don't remember who he was fighting it was I don't know a few years back but they asked him why he went for submission specifically in this fight, and he said there are many ways to win and um, you know beat someone's brains in, basically, which I thought was odd, but also one of the coolest things you could say. Jamie
1: like and Maya said that too. He goes, "Hey, judicious is the kind of thing where I could beat you but not hurt you." Uh, Don, did you ever feel bad when you punch someone's like when you when you broke someone's nose or you knocked your teeth out?
0: Nope, never did. Never did. I've, they were <laughs> fucking. Up. Athlete, and they they knew what they were getting into, and they signed their name.
1: Got it. Got it. now. Were you ever like when you were ever uh, when you were fighting and you got hit? Did you, did you ever get hurt in the moment, or was it always after the fight that you like felt the pain?
0: Oh, I get hurt in the moment. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Who hurt you? <laughs> huh? Who hurt you the most?
0: Who? Yeah,
1: who inflicted the most pain on you?
0: His ex-wife. Oh. Yeah, God damn, no kid. Your uh, attorney, fuck. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, let's see. Well, paint did. Coleman did. You know. Um, I remember when I I bought, uh the judo um, Japanese judo guy. I can't think of the name right now, and he was. Locating my elbow, you know, I I popped a couple of pills before the fight. I have no idea why. And so, <laughs> uh you know, he got me in an arm bar, and he starts uh, stretching it, and I hear. <clears throat> and I go, "Wow, man, he's breaking my arm, dude!" Wow. <laughs> you
2: know. <laughs> I think that was Yoshida, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, was it okay?
2: Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was him. Because I asked Don about that when I first time I ever met Don. I said, Don, I've always wanted to ask you, like, what were you thinking when that guy had you in an arm bar and you went and tapped? And he said, buddy, I was so high that night. I probably wasn't thinking. I was like, this dude is my hero.
1: Now, so. but like, when, but what about when Ken Shamrock put you in an ankle lock? I mean, how much did your ankle hurt?
0: I, I, it hurt. I was like, it, hurt. <laughs> it hurt worse after the fight in the next few days, you know? So I got got out of uh, Hawaii, got lucky, stopped off in Hawaii, and got off the airplane, and I had uh, tangles, you know? You know how your calves the Those women with those legs, you know, like Hillary Clinton, <laughs> they got tangles, you know, their, their ankles are as fat as their calves, you know, and there's, there's no difference in them, you know? And, uh, and it's dope,
1: man you, you guys make me feel like the biggest pussy i was telling my kid like <laughs> when i was a junior wrestling at the new englands my ankle was just you know it just swells up like a ball like you know like your ankle's just a ball and the athletic director was like he's like you're not wrestling and i'm like no i'm, I'm, I'm the number one seed i have to wrestle he goes all right i'm gonna take your foot and go like this back and forth and if i see any pain in your eye you're not wrestling And he went like that. And I was so much, I was in so much pain, but I was like, I'm right. I was like, no, you know. So I I wrestled and I I won. But that's fucking nothing compared to what the fuck you guys are talking about. I'm telling my kid this, like, I'm like, so I'm like, you know,
2: and I'm like, holy shit, man. Man." You should try sometime, Adam, try lying to the doctor and saying your shoulder's not dislocated when it is and fighting for three rounds with your shoulder out. That was a lot of fun. But wait, what um, happened? I fought my, I think it was my fifth or sixth fight. I was fighting this dude named Tiny Norton, who sucks, like, real bad. Like I didn't like him. And he was, like, something like 10 and 1 or something, but he was, like, 400 pounds, but with good cardio. It was the craziest thing ever. So um, so he had beat some, he had just beat local guys. But the first 10 seconds of the fight, I throw a punch. It skims off the top of his head, dislocates my own shoulder, and breaks my arm up high. So I fracture my arm, and my shoulder comes out of socket, and it's just hanging there. And so I looked was from at him, you I looked throwing my shoulder. a shoulder but that was from you throwing a punch I dislocated my own yeah because when your shoulder dislocates if, it, if it's going forward and up that's when it can dislocate like <laughs> on your own so it hit the top of his head and went up and I actually literally threw my own shoulder completely out of socket and it also later on I'd find out I' had like a hill sack pressure which is like a dent in the bone that hit my clavicle or something I don't know so I backed up and looked at my arm hanging down about four inches lower than it normally does and looked at him. And I was like, I'm not tapping to this dude. Like, cause I just couldn't stand the <laughs> thought of his dumb ass celebrating. So I fought literally three rounds with it dislocated out, like just hanging there. I can only use my left hand did, to you fight. Just, did you wing it? Uh, I tried to wing it, but it was like literally like flopping around. Like it was ridiculous. Um, and this is your, but this is your left hand. Uh, no, it was my right hand. So I only had my left hand to fight with and I'm a, uh, you know, I'm not a southpaw, So So um, I fought with just my left hand. I still beat him by decision. Um, by basically just like taking him down with one arm and then just throwing left-handed punches. But I on the video, I pass out four or five separate times in the fight on top. Like I'm on top of him and all of a sudden you just see me go out. And then I come back to and start throwing punches again. And everybody just said, I look like I was real tired and out of shape. Like that's what happened. I was like, yeah, no, I was tired and out of shape. But that's not what was happening. I wasn't passing out from being tired. But um, to this day, he claims he won the fight. Like could, wait, could you bear naked, naked and choked them with your, with your arm? No. Out? Like, no, dude, I couldn't do when your shoulder dislocated like that. It uh, I guess I was real incoherent during rounds. Like my cornerman said he didn't know it was dislocated. He said I just kept saying my arm, my arm, like or whatever. Like that's I don't know what I was saying between rounds. And um, so yeah, I fought and ended up winning by decision, passed out after the fight. <laughs> just passed out and then went straight to the ER and they were like, Your shoulder is completely dislocated. They told me that I guess it could have suffered an you know, being like that, so I could have died, Um, but I had, like, yeah, 16 months of physical therapy after that, trying to, my shoulder's Uh, still not right to this day, but uh, I did win, though, Uh, that's how prideful (laughs) I was, that's, uh, pride is normally the worst, one of the worst character flaws you can have, but uh, it's great in fighting, like, if you're real prideful, because I just couldn't, I couldn't stand the thought of his fat ass, he looked like a, like a very slow, stone cold Steve Austin, if he would gain 200 pounds, like, and I knew he would be celebrating and loving it if he beat me, so, I just kept fighting with it out and uh, end up winning, and it was a dumb, dumb move. But it still didn't hurt as bad as when I got poked in my eye. Man, in Japan, getting poked—I'll tell you what—that's something that uh, that adrenaline does not mask at all. Is when you get eye poked real bad, like that hurts just as bad um, in a fight as it does when you're not in a fight. So I mean, I don't understand, Don. When Gilbert Iville
1: not only poked your eye but basically scraped your eyeball out, how did you not? I mean, how, were you on pills? How did that not just
0: Kill you? No, I was clean that fight. Thing cause, um you know, I had uh, uh, tore my adductor and strained my groin. You know, and that's why they were wrapped up. You know, and they shot up a Novocaine. Um, I, 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 they were pulled and and pulled and just a uh, little. I didn't, I didn't um, fuck. Okay, I didn't pull it. Um, until in, in the fight, you know, like the first takedown, I went, you know, because they they were they were strained, and then I pulled them, you know, boom, and my corner man said he's here it explode, you know, and um, then then he went after my eyes, and I was, I was like, God dang, you know, I, I I can't wait for losing here, man, but <laughs> like, but you know, I was like, boom, the other two guys from the U.S. lost. And I was like, fuck that, I'm not losing, you know. That's just well, a, I mean, a,
1: now, was there ever uh, a thought that, like, maybe you should just poke his eye back?
0: No, I had about him a couple times. He completed the referee, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's still, Adam, to this day, it's one of my biggest regrets, is that I got meat in the balls several times in fights are poked to this day. I regret not just me them right back in the balls. Like the first after they gave me time to recover, come out. I wish I would just kick them square in the balls for, so we'd be even because that is uh that John Jones strategy is the best man. You you're not the same after getting poked or need the balls. You're not the same fighter you were and guys get away with that shit and end up winning. It's ridiculous. My mm-hmm. biggest
1: regret was, yeah. I, was on a, uh, I was on a cruise ship in like 2014. And I had a crazy half Filipino girlfriend. I think you met her Sean. And uh she was a straight alcoholic. Well, when she was sober, she was amazing. She was drunk. She would like literally be like, if you break up with me, I'm going to get naked and and run in the middle of the street. I mean, it was just like the the craziest shit you've ever heard. And uh,
2: but I bet she was a horrific drunk driver.
1: Oh, no, dude. One time, one time I get a phone call from her. I got drugged last night. I got drugged. How? How'd you get we weren't even together anymore? Someone spiked my weed. I'm like, okay. So I go to pick her up in Long Beach and the hospital. I go, did you drink, were you drinking? She's like, no, I I wasn't drinking. The doctor comes over, goes, gives her pills. This will cure your hangover. Like like on point, I'm like, dude, this is. But my biggest regret was I was on a cruise ship and there was like five different female Asian bachelorette parties, all from Rochester, New York. And they were all like merged. And I was dancing with them after the show. And they were like, if you come back to our room, we will fuck you. Like three of them at the same time. And I did. And I didn't because I was faithful to my to my girlfriend.
2: That's what I By I'm the gonna... way, did you get the joke that she was Asian, therefore a bad drunk driver? That's what I was going for with that.
1: <laughs> I know I was I, I was still so mad about the fact that I, I, I was saying, you know, look, look, hey, hey, look, this is my philosophy, man. If something, if my marriage doesn't work. I don't want it to not work because I cheated or something. I want it to not work because I gave it my best shot and it didn't work. You know what I'm saying? If my comedy doesn't work, I don't want it to be because I fucked up. And, and you know, oh, I could have been the guy. I want to at least give myself a chance to succeed. You know, if you don't do that, that that's just, and that's what I tell the kids I coach. I go, you're not even giving yourself a chance to win. By, you know, by you don't eat right. You don't do this. You don't work out. How are you ever going to win? You're You're, you're coming into it 60%. It, like, life is hard enough w- when you have 100%. When you have 50%, you're fucked. Dang.
2: Man, it, uh, that reminds me of a story you told. Like, one time uh, I did meet these girls at a bachelorette party or whatever, and they told me if I came back with them, they'd fuck me. And so I went back there, and then they uh, gave me Brit and Schaub comedy. Like <laughs> <laughs> you guys got me. <laughs>
0: show your bunny. Show your bunny and showed you on the hallway naked. You
1: know, <laughs> bachelor parties are crazy, dude. Uh, like, because the thing is, when, when you have bachelor parties, like it's like ten guys and there's a girl. There's oh, there's like always some idiot. It's like you know. I, I remember one time, I was at a bachelor party. And it was disgusting. These guys were putting condoms on their feet, and the girls were fucking their feet. It was like the grossest thing I've ever seen. It was in New mm-hmm. York, but it, it, it was <laughs> it was beyond gross. Uh, but there's always like a bachelor party where like. The, the bachelor gets in the middle and the girl gets him naked and then someone's like don't do it you're getting married and then he either does it or doesn't but it, it's just so I don't like it. I, I didn't even have a bachelor party. Bachelorette parties assume the guy likes it and, and and they just go for the fucking they just get the girl the guy's naked like they just go crazy. They they just go crazy and uh that happened to me, and um, it was a good time. All right, so uh, Alexa, by the way, so Wood, Joanne Calderwood and Alexa Grasso. Um, I feel bad for Joanne Calderwood, or Joanne Wood now. She's she's just – she Ever since she lost her Calder, you felt bad for her? <laughs> I want her I, – I love this chick. She's so sweet. I like her husband, but she's just not been fighting to her potential. I heard she fucks up everyone in the gym. I heard I heard in the gym. She's a monster, uh, but she just can't put it together during the fights, uh, which sucks because uh, did you watch that Chris Gutierrez uh, fight against that guy? Dana? there was a guy who no. he, he won by spinning back fist.
2: No, I didn't see it.
1: Oh, uh, well, he, he, he fought this guy from Mongolia. Right. And I, I've been to Mongolia. Uh, I, I had a great time in Mongolia. I was the second American comic ever before in Mongolia. And by the way, best looking woman ever from Mongolia. And wrestling is their natural, is, is, is their sport. But uh, the, they simply were going to say natural habitats. You almost, you almost yeah. said wrestling was their natural habitat. It's crazy, Mongolia. First of all, half the country lives in like earths and they watch Mongolian Idol- They love, they have TV, that's like their big thing. But I guess a lot of them don't do well in like the civilized part because they get, they just run through red lights and they they don't deal with like traffic stops. They just, (laughs) it's like the good old days, right? Um, But uh, funny Mongolians, so I'm at the park with my kid one time and these three Mongolian guys are walking and they have huge cauliflower here. And I thought one of them was Sakuraba because he looked like Sakuraba. And I was like, dude, is that Sakuraba? And he's like, no, 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 but we're wrestlers. He goes and he goes, and I had a wrestling coach T-shirt. He goes, oh, you you coach wrestling? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, like, Could we, can we join your team? I, these guys were like in their thirties, right? I'm like, right. Uh, I'm like, I coach middle school kids. <laughs> I can't. I don't know who the fuck you guys are. He goes. One guy's like, I was three-time world champion. The other guy was like a six-time world champion. One guy was like a four-time. I was like, I look. I coached eleven-year-olds.
2: I I don't. I don't see this going very well. One guy was a two-time Mongolia Idol champion.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, but I'm like, but I'll get you guys a practice. So I call Kenny Johnson. You know Kenny Johnson. He's a really Um, he's a really good coach. He 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 runs Black House MMA.
2: Right. Yeah. He wrestled
1: for Iowa under Dan Gable. Very underrated coach. Right. So I send them over. So Alan Juban tells me he doesn't tell them that like they've been invaded by the Mongolians. Like their practice. So they go to the pro practice. Right. And Alan told me right away like one of his guys locks up with the dude. They don't know these guys, and the guy just like fucking judo tosses, like throws the guy like thirty feet in the air, and then they're like, "Oh wait a minute, these guys! All right, so now they're all just sagging on him, right?" So they went and had a good practice, but at the end, Kenny Johnson makes the team do a thousand sprawls to end practice, a thousand, and then by like these guys were pretty, they were pretty out of shape. I think they got to about one hundred and fifty, and then they were like, "What the fuck." Um,
2: but that's a lot of sprawl. They're so out of shape they can only do 150 sprawls after a three-hour wrestling practice. That's what I call out of shape.
1: I mean, a thousand. I mean, Don, have you ever done a thousand sprawls?
2: I haven't done a thousand anything,
0: man. I have to tell Kenny Johnson be of his mind.
2: <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Sean, have you ever done a thousand sprawls? I don't I bet if you counted all my sprawls in my entire life, it's under a... <laughs> like I don't think. I don't, uh, yeah, I didn't do much sprawling. But how
1: does anyone on their team get taken down ever? You're finishing practice with a thousand sprawls, a thousand. I mean, look, I make my kids do a hundred sprawls one time. I go, all right, you fuck around one time. And then then by about like 80, they're like, uh, I couldn't imagine doing a thousand sprawls. Uh, that's a lot of sprawls. But anyway, he won by spinning back fist, uh, Neil Magny. He, he, he beat, uh, uh, Griffin, that was that was a close fight. Neil Maggie's one of those guys that if you don't get him out in the first, his cardio gets better throughout the fight. How does that work, Sean?
2: Man, I don't know. My cardio always sucked, but I did notice um, somebody told me this, and I should have done it a long time ago. It was actually a strength condition guy. Um, he was saying, burn off, like get to your second win before the fight starts. You know what I mean? So burn off that initial energy. And I did always notice when I played sports in college, like played basketball, or when I was training, it seemed like an hour into practice i felt better than when i first started you know but uh timing that's a bitch man like especially when you're the back room of the ufc and you got burt watson screaming at the top of his lungs every five minutes like you ready to roll it's time oh wait not yet commercial break you ready like back and forth but uh some guys man uh i don't know i think cardio a lot has to do with either genetics man or maybe i'm just making excuses but genetics or um staying calm because i just i don't know man the I, I don't know. I, I could go all day in the gym. I could go five minutes in a fight. So, I mean,
1: Don, you never got tired of a fight.
0: Uh, at the end, yeah, towards towards the end of my career, when I didn't give a shit anymore, yeah, <laughs> I got tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: we didn't. We never talked about because I was away last week. Did you watch the UFC England?
2: No. Did you watch it, Sean? Uh, I did not. I was was blown away though to find out the patty the batty guy got uh, twelve and twelve um, to, to fight twelve thousand fight twelve thousand to win on a show that did a five million dollar live gate and uh, like the highest rated uh, fight night ever. That was that's uh, yeah, I don't that's know. People great. are like people are like, hey man, that's uh, you know like the UFC's not improving. I'm like, well they improved a little bit. I got ten thousand dollars for being the co main event at UFC one twenty four, which sold a million pay per views. So uh yeah I got $10,000 for doing that. So it's it's going up 2,000 anyway. So
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. Paddy the Batty by the way, I'm still not sold on him cuz he did get kind of rocked and came back and won. Uh but I guess that's his you know, he's really good at jiu He's a fun fighter to watch. He is a star. He's got he's got the star power. Um I want to see him get really tested, like, you know, but uh I, I don't know if they're going to They got a star in their hand. So it's like they kind of – I feel like they're going to give him guys that are favorable to him for a while because he's, he just he has that – Yeah, he, he, he has that thing. Um, well, you know
2: what they say, it's hard to get up and run in the morning when you're sleeping in a homeless guy's sheets because at 12 and 12, <laughs> um, you don't have to worry about money running anytime soon. That's it to me, man. That is – people always talk about Dana White's greed. I don't think it's Dana White at all, man. Like I don't know – like, I always thought that Dana was always super generous, like with me, with anything, you know, like any situation, like if he takes people out to dinner, he tips 10,000 bucks. But I think the Fertitas were really greedy, and I think the new guys that own it are even greeter than the Fertitas thought about being a... did you hear that story Dana told about how they thought they were cutting his office down to like 80 by 80 percent? Like, they literally came in, and Dana, they were doing the, you know, the um, whatever, the little – the Apex? Where all the athletes go. I can't remember in Las Vegas, all the, uh, yeah, the training Apex. center or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Apex. And uh they came in and told Dana White, I guess the new owners came in and said, hey, we're going to scale back your office and just have like a little, you know, whatever, 10 by 12 office for you because um, we paid so much for the company. And Dana was like, he told him uh, that was fine. He'd go ahead and just leave the company then. They, they could just, you know, find somebody else to run it. And so he not only did that, but he made his office twice as big. Um, is what they were planning on, you know, or whatever. But I thought that was funny that a guy like that, that you're going to come in and tell a guy who's hanging around, who's a, now got three or four hundred million dollars, like, oh, we're going to cut your office down in size because God forbid we buy three extra sheets of drywall, you know?
1: I also heard, good, I don't know man. if it's true, but I heard that, like, when the whole thing with Rogan recently was going down, that, that, that they were trying to get Rogan off the telecast, and he was like, he a, and he was like, not a chance. Like,
0: good. To, you good. Know,
1: you know, not a, you, know, so... you
0: got Dana. Dana, David's fucking loyal. You know, if he's in your corner, he's in your corner. You know, yeah. what I mean, he, he's a fucking loyal guy. You yeah. know, I, uh, people uh, ask
2: me all the time if Dana White's fight. a dick, man. I say all the time he was always really nice to me. Just don't get on his bad side. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. Like just don't, just don't get on his bad side. But he was always Dana. I think I told you uh, what he did for um, Bubba McDaniel. You know, when his little kid got murdered. Um, and I know of other things that he got me in to go see that doctor in Germany. They, they didn't have any availability for like nine or 10 months. And then, uh, Dana called and said, just tell him that I sent you, you know, cause I guess he had sent a lot of fires there or whatever. So I called back and all of a sudden they could get me in the next Tuesday, you know? So, uh, like he didn't have to do that for me, you know, make that call and stuff. So, uh, well,
1: this guy, well, I'll talk a little bit about the UFC, this guy, Tom Aspinalli, he's the real deal. Uh, he submitted Volkov first round, um, which nobody's done. Uh, so they had the Inland has a heavyweight, uh, a really good one. Um, so I'm excited about him. And this girl meatball Molly, which is one of the funniest things. She, she goes for like a, a spinning back elbow earlier in the fight. It almost looked comical. It almost looked like, Remember when like Chael tried it against some uh, who was it against John Jones? It was like what <laughs> yeah, are you doing?
2: right, the worst yeah. spinning elbow of all time.
1: <laughs> well, then she does it in the third round and knocks the girl Al cold with it. Like she went from it looking like the worst spinning elbow to the and she she gets she wins. She jumps out of the uh, octagon, grabs the belt. I guess they had a fake belt. I don't know why they had a belt there, and just starts running around with the belt. <laughs> like going ballistic and uh good for her man so uh, i've had her on the show before paul craig by the way who who goes by the bear jew he this dude has the fastest triangle i've ever seen like he put this on like he should teach a Mm. course on i've never seen a faster triangle slapped on but uh Mm. yeah good i mean crazy so um all right this week uh, a couple fights this week. Uh, well, a big fight this week. A big pay-per-view. Uh, first, Mickey Gall said he would beat Bruce Lee in Bruce Lee's prime. Uh, Don, what do you think?
0: Who the fuck is Mickey Gall?
1: <laughs> Mickey Gall is the, the fighter that beat CM Punk. He lost to Diego Sanchez. He's beaten some good guys. He he, uh, he beat Sage Northcutt. Uh, he lost to Mike Perry.
0: Uh wait, he lost he lost uh Diego Sanchez and Mike Perry but thinks he could beat Bruce Lee. Spock. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, like that guy's a fucking idiot.
2: <laughs> I think it all depends on uh
0: who was writing the script. Right, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh Who's
1: Don, have you have you ever met Bruce Lee, Don?
0: No, I was not old enough there, but uh... <laughs> I met um
2: Donnie's the said Bruce Lee.
1: Did, did you meet did you meet Chuck Norris?
0: Yeah, I met Chuck Norris. You know, Bruce Brief just shook hands and I, and we had a UFC fight. as little, you know, we both watched the fight. Um, but uh, Dan, I met Dan Asanto. Dan Asanto, you know, Bruce Lee's sparring partner, training partner. And he's a great guy. Dan Asanto's a great guy. Fucking amazing.
2: All right. So I'll prime- tell you what, man, when Don, yeah. I cannot imagine what could have possibly happened to this planet when Don Fry shook hands with uh, Chuck <laughs> Norris. Like, dude, that could have thrown off our whole equilibrium and everything. There was so much manliness at that moment. There's no telling what uh, what kind of right. damage could have been done. So, I think all right. When- let's
1: say let's say uh, in a bizarro world, right? UFC one. It's Bruce Lee, Don Fry, Chuck Norris, Steven Seagal.
0: Uh oh, fuck! Was <laughs> he there for a wingard girl?
1: <laughs> All right. So who wins that? You, uh I say Don Fry wins that one, right? Easily. Easily.
0: Easily.
1: And then, what about Judo Jean Labelle? He's also in that uh, contest.
0: Uh, that would be a tougher fight. You know, I would. I would hope that he got hurt. Um, that hurt hurt him. You know, if he didn't beat, he hurt him. So you know.
1: Uh, it stays my odds of beat Judo G, you know. So Judo G would be your toughest fight, then Bruce Lee, then Chuck Norris, then Steven Seagal? Yeah, you know, it's
0: a toss-up between Chuck and Bruce, you know, <laughs> it would be
2: a coin flip, you know. I'll tell you who's, uh, I'll tell you who's not beating uh, Steven Seagal is Gilbert Ival because as soon as he tried to poke him in the eyes, he'd have those yellow <laughs> shooting sunglasses he wears everywhere and uh, would be completely ineffective. Um, I heard Steven
1: Seagal used to try to hurt his training partners, like his, his stunt doubles. I think, Josh yeah. Barnett, I think Josh Barnett told me that he was like, if he tries anything on me, I'm going to fucking kill him. Like, And then that was like, uh, that's pretty much how that went down. Uh, Josh Barnett is one of the scariest human beings I've ever, like I spent three hours in a car with Josh Barnett and he's one of the nicest people. I, no, I mean, you, you, Josh Barnett will do anything for you, but his eyes. Yeah, he's great. His eyes are dead. Like if there was a real life Dexter, it would be Josh Barnett. I could see him killing people, like that deserve to be killed. Like he he's fucking psychotic. Uh, am I am I right? Doc? Yeah, is,
0: yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You, you look you look in the eyes, the windows to the soul. You know, and the lights aren't even home. I mean, I mean, nobody's home because the lights aren't even home, You know. So,
1: yeah he's he's one dude like he wouldn't just like kill you he he would have he would like take turns like there's something like really evil about that guy and not he only would just
0: remember you he would just member you uh to tiny pieces and yeah. drive around the country so you know uh just a uh, little bits and pieces of you out the window you
1: know but but i was i sat next to you barnett and uh you, you and Barnett at that Bellator event when Tito beat Chael and both of you guys said that was a fix. What now? I, was, I, sat, I sat next to you at that Bellator event when Tito Ortiz what? beat Chael Sonnen. Remember? and you, and, and no, you do Bar- remember. And you and Barnett both said that that fight was fixed. That Chael threw it. Where was this back? It was in Los Angeles at the uh, forum. What year? What <laughs> year? Uh, about two years ago? Three years ago? Four years
2: ago? <laughs> that was, it was longer than two years ago. COVID it was two years ago. Five
1: years ago? I don't even know. It was, it was a while ago. I don't know. I don't
2: know. You know, uh, many years ago, uh, um, Adam, I, uh, before I was in the UFC, I, I had like two or three wins. And as a joke, I put on the underground that Josh Barnett was turning down fights with me because he was afraid of me. And then I see on the underground, somebody text me or, wh- or whatever, call me, email me. Something's like, dude, you got to get on the underground right now. Josh Barnett in his seventh post after 15 years of being a member, seventh all time, like the only posted seven times was like, I don't know what your problem is or why you think I'm calling you out, but I haven't turned down anything. And I was like, he was verified. So it was like the real. Like Josh Barnett, which was the funniest. I get killed me. I was like, man, I am such a good troll that at three and zero, I could get Josh Barnett to respond oh to a God. call out that never happened. You know,
1: like uh. Yeah, no, Josh. Yeah. Josh is a great guy, but he's he's one dude that I'm like, that's a guy that I would never want after me. Like, there, that's a dude that like, if he was like, hey, I want to kill Adam, I'd probably move. Because um, Josh,
0: yeah. Josh is a big old boy too.
1: Oh, he's fuck, a big old. Yeah. He he's crazy. He's insane. All right. So this week, Volkanovski is fighting the zombie. This fight is one of those fights where I think Volkanovski is going to win so fucking pretty easily that I'm wondering if everyone's overlooking the zombie, including Volkanovski and the zombie is going to win. Is this like, is this one of those fights where everyone's going, Oh, this is going to be an easy fight for Volkanovski. And then that's like, that happens to me all the time. Like Dude, everyone, that's a
2: that's a real thing that does happen a lot. I know uh, I've seen that happen repeatedly where you take it. I don't know if it's the fight or what it is, but where you don't even watch because you think it's going to be just a joke, and then like uh, when what's his name just recently beat uh, beat the guy for the light heavyweight title, um, Glover Teixeira. I thought he yeah. had no chance, like none. You know, like and uh, comes out and kicks his ass. Well, Juliana Pena. I remember telling my wife, yeah. I thought you
1: would win, but yeah. tell my wife, I go, Julian, I go. I think Giuliana is the only person that believes you could win this fight. And my wife's like, well, that's all that really matters, right? I'm like, yeah. And she fucked. Not only she won, but like, she I mean, she out-toughed she out everything there. Uh, is this going to happen with the zombie? Uh, it just seems like this has the perfect storm because Volkanovski's also had some close fights. Like, I thought he lo- lost both the Holloway fights. Um, yeah. and so i don't know man this part of me that like as a gambler which i'm not but i would say you know what throw 50 on the zombie because now the fight everyone's working looking forward to is, is uh shemaev and gilbert burns because gilbert burns is a monster a black belt a tough guy he'd be he be wonder boy uh but it just keeps the legend keeps growing about this guy Shemaya. <laughs> uh, he's beating everybody up. He he's destroying Darren Till. He's you know he was he was from Dagestan, I believe. But then he won the wrestling title in Sweden for seven years. His striking is good. We saw him knock out Gerald Mearschardt quickly. He's never lost a minute of a, a round. He's never lost a second of a round in the UFC. There hasn't been one second where he's lost the fight. But Gilbert Burns has been in there with everybody. And he's been knocked out, yes, by Dan Hooker. But that was when I think he was, like, cutting down or something. Or I think that was, you know, I think that was what was at 55. Maybe he was dehydrated. I don't know why. Call me fucking nuts. But I think Burns is going to pull off this offset. Don Fry, what do you think?
0: All uh- right. Don't know who we're talking about, partner. Sorry.
1: So okay, there's this guy Chimaev, who is undefeated. Who he, he he got COVID and then retired for some reason, and then I think like the the prime minister of Chechnya is that where he's from or where's where he from? <laughs> Basically, told...
2: I don't think that's, I don't think the guy's exactly the prime minister. I think he's more like the warlord. Yeah, the Um, warlord basically
1: told him, you're not allowed to retire
0: anymore.
2: (laughs) Right.
1: And now he unretired. And he's just been killing everybody. I mean, this dude has just been annihilating people uh, quickly, quickly. Uh, And he seems to be the perfect, he's like Khabib 3.0, they're calling him. But he's fighting, yeah. he's fighting Gilbert Burns, who's a black belt, uh, who's been in there maybe a little past his prime. But Burns beat Tyron Woodley. He beat Wonder Boy. Uh, he's beaten a lot of guys.
2: Uh, Sean, what do you think? I think, man, this will be the really um, where we'll get a really good idea exactly how good Chamayov is, man, because Burns is no. I mean, he's better than a gatekeeper, but he's no joke, you know, like, so if he comes in. Plows to him because I think I don't even know that Shemayev's still yet been hit, right? Or only been hit like two times and yeah. four UFC fights or something like that. Like he's just went through everybody. So uh it'll be really uh really interesting to see. But if he goes and walks through him, I don't see any way he does a fight out of Sonya next, man. Like I, I think uh if he if he does the burns he's been doing to everybody else, I think that's the fight to make. Who are you putting money on? Uh I'll tell you what, i have to see what the odds are, but I bet Chamayev is a real Heavy favorite, so I'll probably bet against him, which means he'll win. <laughs> so
0: good, good. That's that was, why I was my my uh, bet on. Who's, who,
2: who you're going with? So dude, you I'm guys, gonna, you can him. make a living betting opposite of me. I swear to God, you can make a living betting opposite of me. Like that's how ridiculous it is. Uh Aljamain Sterling,
1: uh, obviously. Uh, Don Fry was very upset about the last fight. I think you were there. Um, Remember, he was like losing the fight. And then he got kneed, and he said he couldn't continue. He, got, he said he, hey, he, was, he was concussed, but then he went to the after-party afterwards with the belt. Um, yeah. I heard against, he got an award last night, too, for uh, that performance. So. <laughs> uh, he's, he's The rematch against Peter Yan. Now, Aljamain, that was the worst version of Aljamain Sterling I've ever seen. I think that uh, the,
0: acting, the,
1: acting was great. the acting was good. The, the acting was good. I mean, I, I think that Aljamain's got a big advantage here because he can look and see everything he did
2: wrong. I mean, he and still have the belt, and remembers every bit of it because he wasn't hurt <laughs> in any way by that.
1: <laughs> People are gonna fucking call me crazy. I'm completely biased. Aljamain's my friend. He's doing the next UFC comedy jam. Uh, he helped coach my wrestling team. As did you, Sean. So I'm picking Aljamain. We hung out. We went to strip clubs together. Uh, He's my buddy. Uh, Sean,
2: who are you picking? Man, I think Jan is just too much better than him to lose. I think Jan's kind of like a a different planet from almost everybody else in that weight class. So um, his boxing's amazing, man. He's a a really, really good boxer and uh, just a ballsy guy. And uh, if he can just remember not to knee people while they're down, that would uh, greatly improve his – prove his chances but uh yeah there's certain people man sometimes when you see a guy fight for the first time I remember when I saw um oh gosh I remember it so well I can't remember his name uh, the kid the Brian prime... what's his name huh uh, uh, who Ryan no Brian uh, Ortega Ortega the first time I saw him fight was against Clay Guida and granted it's not hard to look great against Clay Guida but um I remember seeing him and it was one of his first fights at UFC I was like man that kid just has it and the first time I saw Peter Yan fight, I was like, that's a future world champion, man. Like, I don't even remember who it was. It was one of his first UFC fights. But it, uh, sometimes, I mean, you can't see that with everybody. But some guys you can see that uh, with. And I think Jan is just head and shoulders better. Don, what do you think?
0: I'm going with Yan, even, even though uh, Johnny just, just ruined it, you know, for a lot of
2: people.
0: But uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe he will um, get it right for once in his life, you know, first time here. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I live on. All you gotta do is make sure everything he does is clearly seen. You know, um, so so there's no question and and, and no no crying.
1: Uh, Tisha you know, Torres, I, by the uh, way, who I love. Tisha Torres. She um she dates Raquel Pennington. I knew her when she was dating a, a dude uh, before she became or was a lesbian. Uh, she's super cool, ripped. Uh, bodybuilder, she's tan. Is that
0: you're what? What? gay, right?
1: So, yeah, she's McCarthy, gay. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's fighting Mackenzie Dern, whose father was like this jujitsu prodigy. Everybody hated her for some reason because they said she faked the Brazilian accent. I guess she grew up in Arizona but speaks with a Brazilian accent. And people got mad at her because of it. Um, I mean, out of all the things that get mad at people, that's a little strange. And she kept missing weight too. Uh, she, had, she, has, she had a baby, really cute baby. Um, hot, very hot. Her, her husband's a cool surfer guy, laid back dude, pro surfer. Tisha uh, has, Tisha's like, they call it the tornado. Uh, I, li- I remember I, I met her mom. Her mom has a, um, her mom, her mom has a, a tattoo on her neck. So I got to go with T-shirt uh, based on. <laughs> Naturally.
2: What's the
0: chance to neck
2: tattoo with anything? Based on that. Uh, I think Adam's picking his fights when I pick my bets on fights now. Like, well, she does have a neck tattoo, so. Uh,
1: her she, mom does. So. She's my friend. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's got better striking than Dern. And I don't think she's dumb enough to go to the ground. On the ground, Dern is a monster. Dern submitted Gabby Garcia. If you don't know who Gabby Garcia is, she's like... My size. 170-pound, just gigantic jiu like just a, I mean, massive strong woman who has an OnlyFans, by the way. A lot of guys are into that uh a lot of guys <laughs> not me uh but like the east their own. i heard i heard buffer is <laughs> on her only pants all the time because he's a
2: little confused
1: <laughs> but uh, a lot of guys like these big strong women with you know big labias but uh i don't know that's just that hasn't really been my thing um so but uh so i don't know if she's gonna go to the have you ever had a bodybuilder chick sean
2: no man i always uh any girls that i date, i always liked really feminine girls man like i don't uh there's just something about a girl having a dick that doesn't really do it for me you know so like it's uh yeah i don't uh, i don't know we did have i think i told you i had a uh five foot tall vietnamese pedophile that lived with us when we were kids right um all right gabby does not have a dick by the way
1: uh no i wouldn't say uh, she was i mean uh, just saying
2: like women that are masculine but uh Yeah, we had a five-foot-tall Vietnamese. It's a long story, but my parents, basically, anybody who cried Jesus, my parents would let them live with us, you know what I mean, like to try to help them out. So there was this guy in prison that was a friend of a friend, and he needed a place to live when he got out of prison. So my mom and dad let him move in with us. He's this um, little five-foot-tall Vietnamese guy that had been, uh, he told us that he was uh, 22 and he had sex with a 17-year-old and got arrested. Turns out um, she was like, 11 and he was 36 but uh, all that to say he had pictures of real muscle-bound women taped up all over his wall in our basement where he was living in his room and it always really confused me because I was like okay so he either likes little girls or big masculine men looking women I don't know how we got on this topic but anyway (laughs) um, yeah I never uh, I never as a kid I never got that like I didn't understand like what so like if you're like you're like I don't know guys that like Real masculine women, does that mean they're gay? Like, I'm, I'm just confused. So, I, I always noticed that, like, you ever
1: notice, like, that a lot of bodybuilder guys, like, they just, like, just whatever the guys that were just jacked, they always had, like, like kind of average looking women, but like, like, they have the, the these guys who, like, the massive guys, and they're like, dude, you do not have to work out that hard to get
2: her, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> like, I think it has something to do with their massive insecurity, like, uh, they probably can't have a girl that's good looking because they're so insecure. Um, when I beat up that guy, I think I told you a story. I might beat up a guy uh, in my only street fight in a long, long time. But I asked him later on, and we became friends. And I was like, dude, what were you thinking that night when you started a fight with me outside this club in Indianapolis? He goes, man, you know how like big bodybuilding dudes are always like pussies and real insecure? And I was like, I guess so. He goes, I thought you were one of those guys. So I thought I was going to like make you look like a bitch in front of everybody. And uh, so I didn't know whether to be more offended that he thought he could make me look like a bitch or that I look like an insecure bodybuilder guy. Did you like watch? The, did you watch the Thor fight? The Thor, the guy. that was a no. Fight. I saw. I saw clips, but I didn't see the whole thing. Like uh, I didn't see her. And yeah. then finally, uh,
1: the other big fight on this card is Kelvin Gastelum, who's fighting uh, this guy who's a monster. This guy beat Ian Heinish. He knocked out Ian Heinish. That's the guy that was smuggling cocaine
2: up balloons up his ass from Colombia. Um, and then <laughs> Adam's always got the real inside your <laughs> info that would have helped me on my bets. Like this guy smuggles cocaine up his ass. Like, well. Better than Bruce Buffer smuggling those cocks into the country of his ass. But Gaslam, Gaslam is trading over at Fight Ready now,
1: with, with John Jones and Henry Cejudo and the Pitbull Brothers uh, in Arizona. And I think I think that's a good camp for him because I heard right. Gaslam would always show up late. Uh, he would like leave early. Like women off the street that were just taking a cardio classes would like beat him up. But I heard he wasn't taking it very seriously. So when you you train with John Jones and those guys, I think uh, that's a different,
2: so. Well, if there's anything we know about John Jones, it's that he takes his career very seriously. (laughs) (laughs) That's the the one thing we know about John Jones.
1: (sighs) Anyway, hey, um, Don, did you change the name of your podcast to Double D's? Oh,
0: no, that's, uh, we do Double D's in your face um, for question and answer. Oh, okay. oh okay.
1: all right well listen uh, make sure you guys check out don's podcast called toxic masculinity um and then uh i will be
0: and double d's at- in your face
2: double d's in your face I'll i be at- bruce buffer uh calls a good weekend double d's in your face
0: <laughs>
2: i will be at the laugh factory in long
1: beach this friday night uh if you want to come see me uh go to Adamhuntercomedy.com. anything coming up sean
2: no, I just want to clarify that I didn't mean double D breast at
1: his
0: face. I meant two dicks. I, like I agree.
1: I'm pretty sure everyone knew what okay. you meant, but thank you. Uh, you guys are the best. And guys, hold on one sec, guys,
0: by the way, guys, because um, I, I want to talk to you guys for one second. And But that is our show.